This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to provide our listeners some really good stats, facts, and information about the local market. Um, We want to help you make informed decisions. And not only do we have 4,000 realtors out there, but we have over 1,000 what are called affiliate members. How could realtors do their job unless we had specialists and experts out there? For example, a pest control company. Um, to to do termite inspections, and we're going to find out the appropriate name on that. Or home inspectors, lenders, title companies. Um, it, it's a team effort and to, to drive the bus across the finish line. So today, I want to let you know that we have Lee Blackstone, who's an owner and inspector of Wynn Home Inspections. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. All right, and... Um, we're going to kind of pick on you a little bit because I understand you've never been on the radio before. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> so what? Uh, these other two guys, they're going to make it easy on you, though. All right. So uh, we also have Bobby Gutierrez of Ridex, and, uh, a pest control company, and you are the CEO. Yes, but sir. More importantly than that, I believe you have a, a nice family, a, a guitarist for a wife. <laughs> that was a typo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, wife is there. Are you the guitarist? <laughs> no. Uh, I was doing voice to text, and I was saying Alicia Guitarist, and the, <sighs> the voice to text picked up Alicia Guitarist. Oh. <laughs> Boy, this is going to be a heck of a show. <laughs> All right, so let me go to the written one. <laughs> Hopefully it's correct there. Yeah, Margarito Ortiz. Yes, sir. Uh, also of RIDX, and you are the VP there. Something so. like that. All right. So um, how long has RIDX been around? 20 years. 2000, July 5th, 2003 was our first day open, uh, opening the doors for business. All right. And uh, how big is the company now? Currently have two offices, one in Bakersfield, which is a recent endeavor. Uh, the one in Madera has been established uh, since 2003. Currently have 25 employees. 25 employees. Wow. Okay. We're going to get more into that. How about when home inspections? How long have you been around? I've been around in the home inspection business since early 2004, uh, and I've we've done. I say we. My son is uh, the employee right now, and uh, we're going to change that around next year when I become the employee, and he becomes the owner. And then, uh, so we've done in the 20 years, we've done over 8,000 home inspections, with uh, you know our banner year being last year at, at over 740. So. Wow. We were pretty busy last year. Okay. So th- this is interesting to have a home inspector and pest control uh, inspector. It, it, and I know actually you guys do the, the right term is a wood destroying organism inspection. Correct. What 
Tell us why it's that way. WDO, so wood destroying organisms, that's, that's what we cover. So on the pest reports that we are assigned to, we have to just cover those items on, on either pest or fungus infections that are gonna damage the wood. And a lot of the times, um, Lee, on his home inspections and, and RIDEX on our pest inspection, or they also refer us to uh, pest inspectors, they, we cover about the same things on certain items, which is gonna be a lot of the, not the cosmetic side of things for the most part, but a lot of the infection part of it, it's, it's gonna be majority of uh, our findings that, that go into detail. And then we also do the, which is section one items that are active infestations, and then section two items, which are conducive conditions. And then that's when we go into the leaks and the crawl spaces and the um, checking the sinks and all of that that can lead to moisture issues that will lead to termite problems. Okay, and one of the things I wanna get to as we go in the show here, it's springtime. So homeowners, whether they're keeping their home or preparing to sell it, they need to, be able to see these things coming. And, and uh, I believe the pest control industry calls it section two items. So we're gonna get into that as we go into the show. Um, and so even if you're not selling, this is a good idea to periodically have a home inspection, a termite inspection. A red flag for me as a realtor is when I show up at a house and the owner, the seller, has owned the house for 30 years. So there's nothing that told them they had to get a termite inspection. So that's kind of a red flag. I mean, them, them termites might be mature <laughs> by now. <laughs> Absolutely correct. And we do recommend annual inspections, even if they're not selling. So that way we can um, elaborate on the section two items, the conducive conditions that would cause termite issues. Most people don't know they have a leak underneath the house because who's gonna go down there and, and crawl around and that's where we come into play. You're right, who's gonna go down there and crawl? I mean, who would want to? You guys are uh, brave. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say crazy and I thought, no, I'm gonna be nice today. <laughs> but you're brave to go down there and... Uh, uh, it's not for everybody. There, yeah. there's, been, no. there's been guys down there that have come out panicked Especially, you, you know, you get used to doing these inspections. You bring somebody along and they go underneath the house with you and you're just comfortable. You're just moving around. Okay, look, check this out. And, and then you look back and they're just huffing and puffing and it's like, hey, I gotta get out. I can't breathe, I yeah, can't breathe. Yeah, it yeah. is, you know, after the third, fourth time, then they get, you know, a little bit more relaxed and they go on with the inspections. So I had that happen one time. Uh, there, there was this young, realtor in our office like 22 years old he needed some money i said well let's make a win-win situation here I, I said my my client my seller has to pay 150 bucks for um to clear out the cellulose debris and for the people out there cellulose debris is a fancy word for junk correct <laughs> yeah so um i said why don't you do it for 100 bucks so you'll make some money and that'll save my client. My client was thrilled to save 50 bucks. Um, and the only thing is he waited and waited and waited and pretty soon it's like, we gotta do it today because the re-inspection is at three o'clock today. We get out there at two o'clock, 
he finally lets me know he's claustrophobic yep. and he can't go <laughs> under the house. And sometimes you just don't know until you, you get you know, a ways in there and then all of a sudden everything starts closing in on you. And oh boy, it's a, it's a terrible feeling. Yeah. And it's something that I hadn't done. I, I used to work in the HVAC industry in my high school and college years and had not been under a house, somebody else's house, until I got into this business. And I, I locked up a couple times, and it's like, oh, boy, you got to get over this, you know. Yeah. So you end up, you know, you get used to it. But, but it's, a, it's a terrible feeling. Well, and when I said we all work as a team, I just happened to have worn a suit that day for oh, some yeah. meeting I'm going to. Um, I still had to go under the house and get it done for the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you ended up doing it. Yeah. 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 And no, for any listeners out there, I did not collect the $100. <laughs> As a realtor, I felt a little too proud to take extra money like right. that. Right. Um, our, let's talk about that sub area. And, and, of course, they don't build homes anymore or too often with sub areas. And that's another word would be what a crawl space. Crawl space, yeah. Well, how, first of all, how come builders don't do that anymore? Money. It's much cheaper to build a house on a slab foundation. And in California, we have, uh, for the most part, uh, a soil that's conducive to building on on the ground like that. And we don't have to worry about freezing and things like that, like they do back in the Midwest, where they need basements. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, okay, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, but what about when pipes are under the slab? Well, since 2000, um, the building industry has used a, a material called PEX. It's a nylon material, and it's all done above in the attic space. And it's a, it's a very good material. It, um the only time that I've seen any issues is sometimes, and it's supposed to be uh, rodent proof. I've, I have seen, you know, rodents chew through at a time or two. But just listen, that's just been um, I got a, a story. very few times. I got a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars story on that. Yeah, right there. yeah. All right, um, hit us with it, Bobby. Okay, now or after he's done? Well, after the, he's done, you got it. <laughs> in, in the earlier days, um, in fact, I've seen slab foundations as far back as the late '40s where they're putting um, galvanized plumbing underneath that slab. And then, of course, since about uh, mid to late 80s, it was copper until about 2000. And there has, you know, there can be issues with that. So you've heard of uh, repiping, and it's usually the hot water line that will uh, deteriorate the galvanized line. So what the uh, plumbing industry will do is come in and repipe just the just the uh, hot water lines, and they'll use the PEX, and it'll be above the attics. In, in Why the is it that it's the hot water that goes first? Uh, probably because, I'm guessing because of the heat and the way the minerals are gleaned mm-hmm. uh, that, that affect the galvanized. Okay. He, now hit us with that $350,000 yes, story. So we have uh, a, a property management service. We're not going to say the name of that property management. Not very proactive when it comes to rodent control. And so... The, the, the pecs that uh, Lee is mentioning uh, is in the it's in a newer area newer complex and they waited till the rodents chewed through it and then we had an eightplex that flooded and everything on the second level everything on the first level was damaged so they had to rebuild the structure um, I think the structure was 
180, $190,000 of repairs because they had to replace furniture and personal items and they had to pay for off uh, site living for those tenants that were there. I think the total bill was $350,000 uh, total. Uh, to say the least, now when they have a rodent issue, they call us immediately and they don't wait for any any type of evidence. They want us to get on it right away. Yeah. So there's a little pitch for having an annual inspection too. Yes, sir. Because that didn't happen overnight. No, sir. Yeah. All right. With that, we are going to our first commercial break. But when we come back, we got a, a lot of tips, especially for springtime, uh, what, what to look forward to. All right. Um, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have uh, Lee Blackstone of Win Home Inspections, and along with Bobby Gutierrez and Margarito Ortiz of Ridex Pest Control. Okay, I'm glad two of you are here because I got a lot of pest control questions. Um, how how can an individual, a, a homeowner, walk through their house and see red flags that hey, here's a problem there's a couple of different things but the a good start is walking around the structure and getting familiar with where you live the conditions that you live in trees and all that but a good one is earth to wood contact if you have wood siding on your house and you see the wood touching the earth ground dirt whatever as in somebody building the flower bed up too high. Correct. There's people that feel, build flower beds up against even a stucco wall or even better, uh, wood siding. So now you have that moisture, the earth to wood contact that's going to allow easy access for subterranean termites to access the wood. That's one thing. And also moisture, which is going to invite um, termites, is going to cause um, rot. Fungus infections softens the wood, and guess what? It's a all-you-can-eat buffet right there. So what is a termite? Termite is a wood-destroying organism. They, they eat wood, and their byproduct is wood. So um, basically wood in and wood out. Um, what that looks like is some people will say, hey, we saw a pile of sawdust you know, in the corner here of the bedroom. Um, didn't know what it was and vacuumed it up and then over time two or three days later they see the same pile and then clean it up not realizing that it's a termite evidence then they'll give us a call we come out and we properly ID it and we give them an estimate to fumigate the property so here's a good one for you so I, I was looking at a house a seller was getting ready to put the house on the market and I'm walking through doing my own inspection and on the the drywall on the wall, I see a little hole, just a tiny hole, and another one about two inches up, and another one. Uh, and um, I said, ah, I think we better have a pest control inspection done. Oh, no, oh, no. I, I have it checked every year. Um, uh, and, and, and the person who checks it is, of course, or excuse me, not that I have it checked every year. She said, Oh no, every month I have service out here. And I said, I think that's a different type of 
animal. <laughs> right. That is but we've had that. We've yeah. had that come up before. Yeah. And, uh, just Explain because that to us. It's a whole different concept. There's there's a pest control, general pest um, services that we provide, which we do that as well. We your general spiders, ants, roaches, but that's just gonna. We're just protecting the structure from your typical average pest. And then there's the wood destroying organisms. Two different licenses. There's guys that are dual licensed where they're licensed in both general pest and, and your WDOs, your wood destroying organisms. But for the most part, when a, when a technician, is, when, when you're spraying for general pest, you're just spraying the base of the house, um, maybe the inside, but it's not gonna do very much to any termite unless it directly comes in co contact with the pesticide, the barrier. So um, when we treat for dry wood termites, it's either a local treatment and you're drilling actually into the gallery and injecting it with the foam or whatever product you're using and that's how you kill the gallery in in the wall void when when it comes to dry wood termites when it's subterranean termites and you treat you have to treat the soil you have to treat if it's a concrete slab you're gonna have to drill through the concrete penetrate and and apply the the, the termiticide underneath the slab and to when you're doing your general pest, it's not going to cover that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are the red flags that you two see that tell you, uh-oh, we, we have termites here? A couple of the issues are going to be moisture issues. Once we notice there's a moisture issue, um, like maybe a previous leak or a previous flood, we're going to focus on those areas during our inspections because that is going to attract termites to that area. Like Margarito mentioned earlier, it's, uh, um, it softens the wood, so it's an easy meal. It's an easy way for termites to access the structure. So it's if like we're fudge brownies, right? Abs absolutely correct, <laughs> or, or cheesecake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're in, in the house performing our inspection, we turn on the bathroom sink, kitchen sink, and we see a leak. Um, and then there's a crawl space, we're gonna go underneath and focus in that area. Nine times out of 10, we will find some type of fungus issue um, in the crawl space or termite issue because of the uh, moisture that was caused by the leak that was never addressed. Okay, so m once again, moisture is, is a big thing. Earth to wood contact is another thing. Um, how about the people that stack their firewood up by the, <laughs> by the ha side of the house? That's another way to get termites right next to the structure. It creates a avenue, a bridge from the dirt to the wood to another wood member. Um, but even, um, you know, you see a lot of the problems that we find is, is dry rot, uh, fungus infections and things of that nature, sometimes more often than actually termites. And that's a wood destroying organism. It will eat at the wood and it will destroy the wood members. and. At the same time, it will allow access for termites to come into the structure and infest the, the structure. And a lot of times it's just as simply as keeping the fascia boards painted, and that's going to keep termites and fungus infections away from the structure. Okay, so the fascia board is the wood trim up next to the roof. Yes. And, yeah, so often that paint peels, uh, it get, the, it, the wood gets wet. And exposed to the elements. Yeah, and that become it looks like cheesecake to the, the termites Absolutely. flying by. Another one is old rain gutters. You have rain gutters that are leaking 
behind, mm-hmm. you know, the purpose is for them to drain <coughs> away from the structure. Well, they're draining onto the fascia board. They're draining onto the structure because they're clogged, they're not maintained. So now it's causing a big, it's not serving the purpose, it's actually causing damage to the structure. I have a good story on that. Went to watch a Fresno State football game on TV at my buddy's house. And of course, when I walk up, you know, my realtor eyes, hey, Dan, uh, you better. I see some grass and weeds growing out of your your rain gutter. You better take care of that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I will. Here, you want a beer? You know. So he he didn't pay attention. A couple of years later, we go to sell his house. What do you know? Fascia boards rotted out right there where the he was growing all that those weeds out of the the rain gutter. And something mm-hmm. as simple as just getting up there and cleaning them out probably could have saved him nine hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now I take it there's two main types of termites. You mentioned dry woods and uh, subterraneans. Correct. Uh, Is that just in our area? I mean, if you go to Kentucky, are there different types there? there? There's four major types of termites. The termites that are prevalent in California are the dry wood termites and the subterranean termites. The third termite that's prevalent is the Formosan termite. Not very common in California. I want to say there may, don't quote me on this, there may have been some ID down in Morro Bay area. Not 100% sure, but those are mainly popular on the East Coast. But the two types of termites that are prevalent in California are your drywood termites, subterranean termites. Not sure if you want me to elaborate on how they infest the structure or not. Sure, go so, ahead. So the drywood termites, they fly directly into the wood. Going back to uh, Margarito mentioning the fungus infection on the facial boards, maybe the gutters are not serving their purpose, and it softens that wood. So the termites, drywood termites will fly directly into that wood. Subterranean termites come from the earth up, and they build shelter tubes is the educated term. You know, out in the field, we call them mud tubes. They're just tubes that are built along the stem wall going to the wood in the structure, and it just looks like a tunnel. Uh, that the termites use because they need that moisture to survive. Okay. So um, what's the best? L- let's say we um, would have an inspection done uh, and you find dry woods and you find subterraneans. Uh, and l- let's just say a 2,000 square foot home on a slab foundation. Um, what's, well, maybe, oh, okay. How much should we panic? Is this a $50,000 repair bill? No. No, it's, to me, I mean, the cost for fumigation is not, is not very much for the value that it brings. Um, you can do a local tree, which is just the gallery where you're seeing the evidence for either termite, but then you don't have the full protection and the full peace of mind because, I mean, we can't see through walls and she rock and all of that stuff. Uh, I know you guys think we can, but but we don't. We, we've blamed <laughs> you for it before. <laughs> but just to well, you either see too much or you don't see, see enough. enough. Now, <laughs> that's just a realtor's opinion. But on a two thousand square foot home, if you're if you're rotting and and trenching for subterranean termites, um, just depending if there's a crawl space or not. If it's a slab foundation, we're gonna have to rod through the concrete and pretty much create the same barrier that we would be. 
doing if there was a crawl space area where we're going to be trenching the pier and posts underneath the, the sub area and then the stem wall. We're going to do the same thing, just depending on the structure. The garage would be on the slab foundation, so we would have to uh, rod the garage, drill, and, and penetrate the, the termitic site. Um, but the cost for that, usually on a house like that, it's going to range between 1100 to 1800 for the uh, subterranean termite treatment. And then the dry wood termites to fumigate the house on a house like that. I mean, things are going to vary, but it's, it's usually going to be maybe 2500 to 3500 just depending on the height of the ceiling. And we had to. So nothing, I, I mean, that's, a, that's money, but it, it's under compared 5, to the value of the home, that's a very doable amount. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. And, um, and should not be a deal breaker for the buyer and the seller. Correct, shouldn't be a deal breaker. Let, let me elaborate, if I may, on what he had mentioned on the local treatment or the fumigation, if okay. we have time. Sure, we do. So, so on the uh, on a real estate transaction, our primary recommendation on dry wood termites is always gonna be a fumigation because we have to issue a certificate stating that that property is free and clear of wood destroying organisms. And, uh, and fumigation means you're putting the tent yes, over sir. the top. We're putting the tent over the top. Everybody's gotta be out for three days if it's occupied. If it's vacant, it doesn't really affect anybody. Um, if it's a homeowner and the homeowner calls us and says, hey, I think I have termites and it's dry wood termites, we give them an option. Um, do you wanna fumigate the whole property? It's gonna cost $2,500, $3,500. The whole property is covered. Or do you want us just to treat that local area for $585 or $685? So we give the homeowner an option because it is their home. It's not a real estate transaction. Um, but on a real estate transaction, our primary recommendation is always to fumigate the property. Okay, so that local treatment, how do you do that? We, weed chemical? Yes, that's going to be a foam that Margarito had mentioned earlier that we inject into the galleries. So gallery is a term that is used. That's what termites uh, cause inside the wood members. It's a gallery, and that's how they travel in the wood. So we foam it, and once we inject that into the wood, it expands through the wood, and the termites come in contact with it, transferring that to the queen and giving us colony elimination. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, quite a visual <laughs> so and with that we're going to go to our commercial break so everybody can picture that <laughs> so stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 kyno welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino your host and here in the studio from Ridex Pest Control, we have Margarito Ortiz, Bobby Gutierrez, and you two just gave us a, a really good synopsis or summary of uh, pest control inspections. Now I want to turn over in this segment to Lee Blackstone of Win Home Inspection. Um, when I started selling real estate, there's no such thing as a home inspection. It was just buyer beware. That's correct. Um, the, the industry became popular in, in the early 1990s, and um, it was very crude. In, in other words, people would have maybe just a checklist of things to go by, give a verbal uh, uh, review of what they're finding, and it was very, very primitive, a lot of just word of mouth. Uh, over the years, the industry has, has really progressed to where we have software that has a narrative style um, report. 
we throw in photos of, of things that that um, are issues that you may or may not see as, as a consumer. Uh, we uh, also do uh, very technical items now, such as thermal imaging uh, photography for uh, that really can point out hidden moisture-related issues. Uh, we also do sewer scanning, okay, uh, which means we put a camera in the in the lateral pipe of the uh, of the property all the way out to where it enters into the to the uh, city main. And that's a big one. That's the, a huge those, one. Uh, drain lines, correct? Because it's really hard to find a red flag for, for oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh no. Because what the industry is is we do a non-invasive visual home inspection. Okay, using only operator controls on any of the systems, appliances, and in our eyes are our, our bread and butter. Okay, so we do everything from the roof to the foundation, everything in between, including walls, windows, doors, all the systems, including air conditioning and heating, water heater, garage doors, openers, um, appliances, and uh, there again, and we, we go into the attic space, and we go into to the crawl space if, if there is one. Um, it's strictly visual, okay? So we do some things that are invasive, like going into the electrical panel, which can be fun. And, uh, and then we are getting a little bit more in, invasive in the fact that we now can go into somebody's sewer pipe. Okay, so here's a, qu uh, a question I hear a lot from mm -hmm. the consumer. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to hear how you would answer it. So uh, maybe a buyer finds out that there had been a home inspection done already by the seller. Mm -hmm. And the question is, did it pass inspection? How, that's a hard one for the realtor right. to answer. Right. How, how would you say does it pass inspection? Well, our uh, inspections are not a pass or fail inspection. It's, it's a... It's a general commentary on the condition of the house, okay? It can be somewhat objective or subjective depending on, on what we see. We always see things through different eyes and uh, we try to put things in perspective uh, and, and, you know, what, what needs to be taken care of, you know, in a, in a fast manner or if something can be, you know, uh, prolonged for a year or two or whatever. But... Um, it's not a pass or fail, and we work for strictly <clears throat> the person that pays for the inspection, whether it be the buyer, sometimes the seller, not very often, and uh, we work for those people. So our report, um, by contract that, that our buyers sign ahead of the inspection, states that we are not allowed to share that with anybody other than the, the purchaser of this report and their agent okay it's a pdf file so if somebody wants to if the agent or the buyer wants to share it with somebody else they're more than welcome to do that it just can't come from us as a um by contract okay um sometimes uh buyers are not comfortable with a seller's inspection and and if uh, if an agent is real comfortable with me which a lot of them are they they know what to expect, not to expect. Uh, they know what our tolerances are. And yeah, well, you've been around for a while, so I've, I would imagine yes. you got a handful, I've a good-sized handful of realtors. I've got a basket full of them. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we, um, you know, so we'll go in afterwards, and uh, sometimes our reports look pretty different. 
as far as what our findings are. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you try to cheat a little bit and look at that other re report to make sure you don't miss anything that, that perhaps, you know. Um, but <clears throat> usually uh, we're pretty much on spot. Speaking of other reports, so how often does this happen where you're doing your home inspection and the pest control companies out there at the same time. Oh, we prefer that. In fact, we schedule simultaneous inspections with the pest company, uh, and we prefer that because it's always better to have more than one set of eyes looking at the same issue. And that way we're talking the same story on our reports. And, and sometimes uh, when I'm working with Red X, if, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll verbalize and, and we'll, we'll be talking the same story. Do you guys flip a coin to see who has to crawl in the subfloor? <laughs> you can answer that, Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I defer to experience. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a part of the job. And, and it's just, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm in my 60s, and uh, my office knows to schedule my son on crawl space inspections, okay? <laughs> so I don't, uh, it's amazing when I'm working with Margarito or, or with Bobby, they how come all the houses that we see you at are all, you know, nice and newer? It's well, <laughs> not by accident. Okay. Seniority, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, hey, yeah. your son's yeah. got to work his way up. That's, That's right. right. He's got to learn these things. Yeah, he's got to work his way out of the subfloor. That's right. That's right. So, all right. No, we, we do definitely prefer to work with, uh, with pests at the same time. And a lot of our, our findings in our reports are redundant. But... The biggest difference is I'm not, or most home inspectors are not licensed pest inspectors, and we cannot use the words termite, we can't use the word fungus, we cannot use the word mold, okay? So our code word is moisture-related damage, other related damage, and then we refer it off to a licensed pest inspection company. Okay, and I've seen that a lot with home inspections mm -hmm. where you may refer off to a roofer, mm -hmm. air conditioning right. specialist. We are the general practitioner, okay? So, um, you know, we do everything, and when we see something that is uh, not right uh, or looks strange or whatever, that's exactly the wording we put in our report. The inspector recommends further evaluation and repair as needed by a licensed roofer, HVAC company, whatever. You kind of said it the way I, I explained to my clients. Uh, I said the home inspector is like going to your general family doctor mm -hmm. and that guy says i see a red flag here you better go see a heart specialist correct or uh, or whatever so that's mm -hmm. kind of what you guys right, do right and we can be a little more proactive as well for instance um did a house this morning and it was 20 years old and the hvac system wasn't working correct and i you know the buyer was there which is great and I said hey this you know the units aren't working they're 20 years old so and looking at the condensing cooling fins they had never been cleaned they were totally blocked it's like we probably need to have something done before the end of the escrow discovery period because uh, this this could be a major expense okay yeah um so i and that's another thing that i've seen a lot of on home inspection reports is that life expectancy correct and course you you used one where at 20 years old it was very dirty hadn't been cleaned if somebody what is the general life expectancy of an HVAC system 
in our reports, we put 25 to 30 years if properly maintained, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, we always have the disclaimer, you know, it could go either way, you know, to kind of take us off the hook. And we always, especially with a large system like that, we always recommend further evaluation. And it's $150 usually for it to have an HVAC company come out and, and evaluate that system because, as I said before, we just do a um, non-invasive visual home inspection only using operator controls. Guess what? That's the thermostat, okay? So we don't open the unit. We can't take pressures of the Freon. We cannot see into the, the heat exchanger of the furnace. So it's, that's probably the, one of the best investments is to find out where you're at on that HVAC system. Okay. Should somebody, let's say it's a 20-year-old unit, uh, should somebody be thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to go anytime? No, not at all. Um, one thing I'll ask if the sellers are around or we'll even ask the, the seller's agent, uh, if, can you give us a service history on this unit? Because if it looks clean, if, if the filters are clean, and you can tell by the way that the supply ducts are not dirty or whatever, you know, I've seen some HVAC units that are well above 30 and closer to 40 years old. But the normal life expectancy is 25 to 30 years, you know, right now. So here, here's the big one. I, I've seen this so here many times. You go into a home, the air, air filter looks like it hasn't been changed in years, right. not months. Right. How bad is that for a unit? It, it's, it's bad for a couple reasons. Number one, the motor, the air circulation motor has to work that much harder to pull that air through that congested filter, number mm -hmm. one. And number two, whatever particles get through are going to uh, perhaps, uh, there's an A, it's called an A-frame, it's like a radiator, if you will, that the air passes through. And uh, those can get very dirty. In fact, if we can open that, we certainly like to see those because that's a, that can be a, a very big indication. Okay, just real quickly, on an average home, what, what's the average price that people would pay for a home inspection? Not just from win home inspection, but okay. what's well, the market? You know, we're probably a little higher than most, but you're not paying for my time there. You're paying for the 20 years experience that I have, okay? Mm -hmm. my, my, my rate starts at 385 for under a 1,500 square foot house on a slab. My average, I just looked at it a couple days ago for last month was 450. Now we get, of course, we can add on a, a pest inspection for around $100. Um, our sewer inspections in conjunction with a um, home inspection is 175. And then we do thermal imaging inspections for about 125, and then uh, swimming pools we can do for about 100 dollars. So you can have the Cadillac treatment for well under a thousand dollars. Exactly. And and the point that I want to make there is that was under a thousand dollars, not under ten thousand dollars. So maybe it's a good idea once in a while, even if you're keeping your home, to have a home inspection done. Give yourself a punch list of things to take care mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. And our inspection report includes a maintenance guide uh, that gives clients an idea. Here's, 
here's what to do, when to do it, and whatever. We also provide a, uh, a recall check. So we document all the models and serials of all the appliances and, and um, mechanicals, and we send that off to a third-party company. They get a report back monthly, and if any of their items are, are their, like dishwashers and, and microwaves are usually the two hot spots uh, to, for on recalls, and they'll, they'll be let known how to, how to get those taken care of. All right, that's a great idea. We're going to go to our next commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to have some fun. I want to ask these guys, have you ever been stuck underneath the house? What are some of the crazier stories you could bring to us? So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have a trio of characters in here uh, in the studio. We have Lee Blackstone of Win Home Inspections, Bobby Gutierrez of Ridex Pest Control, and Margarito Ortiz of Ridex Pest Control. All right, we've all been in the industry a while. We've had some funny things happen to us. Let's entertain our audience for a few minutes. Um, any of you ever been stuck under a house? Yes. Well, we have one honest guy anyway. <laughs> no, well, we had some. I'm I'm on the thinner side, so I <laughs> I can I can get around pretty good under there. But I've had some scary moments underneath a house. Give us one. All right. So this one's actually recent. I had I've had many um, in different circumstances where you're in an attic and you stand up and you hit a nail. That's ah, coming yeah. through the Ouch. roof sheathing, and yeah, it hurts. And then you have your, but the crawl spaces are the most interesting ones. But recently, um, uh, downtown Fresno was crawling a house. It was already one of those, one of those houses. Uh, Lee would tell you about those houses that I'm talking about. Ah. And just the piers and posts, everything just doesn't add up. And there's just a tunnel where you can just. Uh, barely make it to the plumbing areas because they've probably been there, uh, down there before to repair, repair certain things, but the rest of the crawl space is not accessible. But, you know, you're trying to do your best to get a good eye at what's going on so you can give a good report. So I'm, I'm going and I'm crawling, and all of a sudden I, I just see, like, three cats just staring at me, and they just they, they look like they want to give me. So They're at that point, pounce. you can't stand, you can't run. You you just you're stuck. You just hoping you just start back backpedaling and try to get. So <laughs> those cats have home field advantage. <laughs> <laughs> they can run. You have to crawl. <laughs> just be thankful they were cats and not a raccoon. <laughs> Raccoons, oh yeah. uh, they they don't like being cornered whatsoever. No. And you can tell the difference between a cat and a raccoon when you flash you shine your flashlight. Mm -hmm. Raccoons' eyes are very close together, and you see those. And, oh, boy, just go the other way. Just say, I'm done. Another scary thing that we see sometimes is you'll see the snake sheds, yes. you know, over the. I've seen and it's those like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not a big snake fan. I'm, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's been stuck a couple times. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been. I've Are been, you ratting them out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, yeah. One, one of the times that is etched in my memory was doing an inspection in uh, Kerman, California. And it was an older home, and um, the uh, homeowners or people that were selling the property um, did add-on after add-on mm -hmm. after add-on. And if you know anything about a crawl space, they have to break through that stem wall. 
uh, every add-on so they can run, you know, plumbing and wires and so on and so forth. So I went through three or four that I can remember stem walls and got lost down there. And uh, when I started to try to find my way out, I was I felt like I was in a maze and started to hyperventilate. And I had to talk to myself. My wife always gets on me for talking mm -hmm. to myself, but I really had to talk to myself because I felt like I was never going to get out of there and literally felt like I needed to, to roll over on my back and kick the floor through to get out. Uh, yeah. So it's, I was very desperate uh, going through three or different four breaks in the stem wall doing the inspection. And um, it was it was pretty scary. Let's. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, if if I'm alone and, and there's nobody home or the agent is not with you or any other inspector, I always make it a point to take my cell phone when you go underneath. Because if you get stuck, you know, I, I wouldn't be afraid to call 911. So just to yeah. get me out of here. Because that's such a terrible feeling if you if the claustrophobia hits you and you, you panic. You, you really do. So I've had to go underneath a house one time to get a home inspector out. He got his foot stuck in between mm -hmm. a duct and a uh, pier. Oh, yeah. And I, I, he just couldn't get it wedged out of there. And I, once again, it was a day that I wore a suit. <laughs> That's why you don't wear suits no more, huh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I go casual. And no problems have happened since that. All right. But, um, yeah, I – and – Man, that I became that guy's best friend. <laughs> so it's just you know because we do different profiles of houses every day, and different conditions. I remember one time that I put a house up, or put my ladder up. I use a lean-to type telescoping ladder, and it was a windy day, and I'm on the roof, and a gust of wind hit, and it knocked my ladder over. Oh no. <laughs> You know, I had my phone with me, and I called the police department and says, you know, um, it's not a red lights and siren thing, but just <laughs> at your earliest convenience, if you could just have an officer come over and put my ladder back up, I would greatly appreciate it. You know, so. Well, they do that for cats and trees, so why not home inspectors <laughs> yeah. on a roof? Yeah. What's your name? Did you do my house? Yeah. Check this one out. Yeah. This, and this is a new fear right here because one of our inspectors mentioned it. I'd never even thought about it, but he said, hey, have you guys ever thought about this? You're crawling underneath the house, and somebody just comes and, and locks you in, blocks you in, closes the, closes the, the when you're when you're in a crawl space. And you mean just, like a realtor who was mad for the I last know, report? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're stuck, and when you're down there, I mean, there's nothing weak about the structure underneath the, the subfloor, you know? Nothing's going to give easy. You're going <laughs> to... Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do when you crawl under there and you see water? Maybe there was a leaky pipe, a... a tub drain that leaked now you got a lake down there uh standard procedure is i i go down with the gopro so i get video coverage so i can send to both realtors um when it's requested but we try to work around it to continue the inspection um, if if it's covering the whole sub area and we cannot inspect then we mark that as a 5a further inspection and then we mark it down that we need, once the plumbing is fixed then we can come out and complete the inspection uh, but nine times out of ten, we've been able to work our way around it. Um, sometimes, I think we might have had one incident where one of our inspectors could not do the inspection because there was a foot of water in the crawl space, 
and there was only two feet of clearance. So it was it, it was pretty severe. You but mo swimming. yeah, mo <laughs> most of the time we can complete the inspections. Yeah, we we choose not to even do that, and and for the very reason I was not in the business very long, and I went crawling underneath an older apartment complex, and there was an active leak, and uh, it was getting more moist and more moist the, the closer I got, and then I finally saw that there was, you know, it was mud down there. Well, sure enough, it was it was sewage, and uh. about ten days later, I broke out in something, went to the doctor, and he said, "Boy, you got." You got a hold of something, so. Ah, I yeah. didn't think so, that could be. So, yeah. you know, our standards of practice say that we are not to do anything that would endanger the health and safety of the inspector. What about spiders, Lee? Have you ever had to? Uh, you know, I, between the coveralls and I wear a, a face sock and a respirator, I'm not too concerned about spiders uh, because, you know, it's, it, it's a heavier material. Yeah, so, we've had a couple calls yeah. where uh, a plumber does not want to access the crawl space because of spiders, so they'll have us come out and, and get rid of the spider yeah, before he yeah. goes down there. And But in one instance, uh, she just could not get somebody out to do the to do the work, or she just thought she was could only use that one person. I said, well, why don't you get a second opinion mm -hmm. and, and find out if they'll go down there. Sure enough, somebody else came that didn't fear spiders and went right under there and fixed the problem. Yeah. yeah. You just have to clear the webs. You just take your stick and clear so the webs. So at RIDEX, you guys do the work, too. You, you do the inspection, and you have your own crews to do the work? Yes, sir. Yeah, we have uh, two full-time crews that just focus on all the repairs, which is termite treatments and and also the repair work. So most of the, most of the time, we're going to find the fungus infection part of the wood, uh, and we replace fascia boards, uh, T111 siding, and all of that good stuff that comes along with the structure. Well, I would say that's really, really convenient that you could do that, too, for the client. But, God, if, if you only had financing. Oh, we have that, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, that we, was a setup. <laughs> <laughs> no, customer service, that, that's what we focus on. We, we, we've been in the customer service industry just with General Pest for years, and we bring it over to the, the termite side of things. And uh, that's that's we try to we do our best to cater to homeowners, buyers, sellers, uh, agents, any way that we can cater to them, we're gonna do it. And financing is one of them. Yeah. So for our audience, I want to let you know that uh, whether you're buying, selling, or keeping your home, uh, inspections are good by a, a neutral third party. Um, so and they're not expensive at all. So really consider doing that. Uh, so you can stay up with the maintenance of your home, especially here at springtime. Good time to do the spring cleaning. And as soon as that's done, get the inspections done too. So I want to thank the three of you, Margarito Ortiz, Bobby Gutierrez of RIDX Pest Control, Lee Blackstone of Win Home Inspections for coming in today and educating our audience on, on home maintenance. Thank so thank you guys it. for thank coming you. out. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Everybody take care.